The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Doing Braille Digitally for February 25th. 2023. Um, this is your facilitator, Nikki. I would like to thank Herbie for streaming. I would like to thank Natalie for moderating and Nancy for hosting. I am doing double duty and broadcasting today. And so before we get into our program for today, I would really like to make sure, because I have not heard anybody from Clubhouse actually say anything. So can you guys hear us in Clubhouse? Huh. This is very strange. You are coming through on Zoom, so... Everything's set up correctly. And Natalie is showing as mute, unmuted. And Herbie, you heard yourself in Clubhouse, correct? I did hear myself. Um, Clubhouse really must be an idiot. This is Technology Gremlins live on air, folks. We do apologize. Hold on. We just did this this morning, so wait a minute. Let me... Okay, so let's see. I'm trying to. Clubhouse is itself being difficult on the phone right now. Okay. Yep, I'm hearing myself on okay, Clubhouse. Okay, and you're hearing me? I'm hearing you, yep. Um, Nance, Natalie, can you say something? Okay, she is not talking because I'm here on the phone on Clubhouse, so. Yeah. Um, so she is muted at the moment. Oh, she was unmuted before, but, um, I mean, I guess I can work as a backup moderator if, uh, cause you are a room moderator. So if you bring me up and make me a room moderator, I can at least help you out that way. But, uh. Um, in the meantime, do you want to get on with the regular part of the call, or? Give me one second. 
Okay, so guys, um, this week what we're going to do, and sorry for the technical difficulties we seem to be having today, um, and Harvey, you should have a request. Yes, I'm on stage. Okay. Are you hearing me? Yes, yes. I'm hearing myself through Zoom. Okay, so the issue is on Natalie's end. You are working just fine as I hear myself. And yes, I know I sound muffled. It's on my end. And I'm working on fixing that. So, Okay. We now have Herbie as uh, a moderator as well, just in case we cannot get Natalie to speak to us. Um, all right. So this week we are going to bring bring have we mentioned in the description to have everybody bring your braille display questions and we will try and see if we can answer them and i'm hoping that that if i can't answer them there may be others here that can and here is one little uh, caveat if it's an older display there might be less of a chance that we can answer the question although we will try and we will also try to research it if we can um if we don't know it and also, I want to remind everybody that you can email me uh, if you would like to speak about your own Braille display for a show. Uh, that is <clears throat> doing Braille digitally at gmail.com. So, in any case, um, if you do have any questions you would like to present, feel free to raise your hands either in Zoom or request to speak in Clubhouse. And we will call on you, either Nancy or Herbie, or if we can get Natalie uh, to to be to get her audio working, then she will do it, and we'll go from there. So to start with, do we have any hands in well in anywhere? Not yet. Not in no, Zoom yet. No hands. Wow. We do actually have a raised hand in Clubhouse. Oh, awesome. And uh, that would be uh, Alan Yoder, who I am inviting on stage right now. I thought I did Oops. a minute ago, Oops. but uh, I do apologize. That is that he should now be on stage. Uh, let's see. Alan, are you on stage now? Hello. Hello. Yes, there you oh, are. Good. I'm active. Okay. I'm thinking about purchasing a Braille display, but I don't know which one to get. Well, it would depend on what you're wanting to do, what your needs are, and also it will also depend on the budget that you have. Okay. Um, probably something that is easy to carry with me to do things. Okay. Um, and probably about a budget of, I'm going to say around 3000 Wow. Okay. Well, for that, I would say that you could either get a brilliant, either if you want to spend a little bit less for about, um, let's see, about 2000 I think, or so, you can get a, a brilliant BI20X, which I have and love. I have not seen the 40, but that is also an option. I'm not sure. That might be a little over the 3000 limit. I'm not sure what the price of that one is. 
There is also, I believe, for like 24 or 2500, the Mantis Q40, which is actually has a QWERTY keyboard, and that is a wonderful display. So any of those that I mentioned should be fairly easy to carry around. I know for sure the Brilliant uh, 20, BI20X, is very easy to carry around. The um, Mantis Q40 was also, when I looked at one, I found it easier than I thought possible for that to be carried around, which, I, you know, with a 40-cell display, I did not think it would be as easy as it, it was to pick up. Uh, but of course, like I said, I have not seen the Brilliant 40 BI uh, X 40. Um, and I would say that, you know, you could get like a Focus 14. A Focus 40 is, is kind of clunky, I found, because I, I do have one for work. Um, the only thing about the Focus is um, it doesn't have as many standalone features as the Brilliant. You can't um, download directly from Bard uh, Braille Books or Bookshare, um, which I like to be able to do. And it doesn't read any other formats other than text format, which you would have to read in Computer Braille. Uh, so there would be no translation or BRF translated. Uh, that's all you can really read, all while the Brilliant and the Mantis have built-in uh, translation and will read formats such as Word, and I've heard PDF can be read, and HTML, and it will read the BRF, and it will read TXT in actual contracted Braille, and um, all of those things. So those are the considerations you would get. I have not gone wrong at all with my Brilliant BI-20X. Although if you would like a QWERTY keyboard, you could spend a little more and get a Mantis Q40. And, you know, it's a very good display as well. All right, I'll have to look at one. Okay, great. Does anybody else have anything either that they would like to say or another question, any, any hands? Yes, we have one hand in Zoom, Sean. Hey, Sean, hi. Hi, uh, good afternoon. Um, I would like to put forth one other option. Um, it's a little bit more um, geeky in terms of the interface and it does not have any um, built-in translation in its editor either. But um, particularly if ergonomics are important to you, the Actolino from um, Dream Vision Group is now the US distributor. It's 16 cells, it's about $2,500. Um, it has a very nice set of concaved cells, <clears throat> which allow you to read <clears throat> with your wrists down. And um, the other thing is um, both for mobile devices, well, for mobile devices and the editor, they have a function called ATC, which stands for Active Tactile Control. And what that means is that um, there are sensors under each dot of each cell, and when you are when you approach the end of the line, um, the display will automatically show you the next line without you having to pan. I, that said, I don't find that I use that feature much um, because I still prefer to pan with the up and down panning keys, both which both of which are identical on either side of the display. Um, they've come out with a new version since the one I have that has USB-C and a, a better um, keyboard. 
it has rock solid connection to iOS. And we're even talking through several uh, beta cycles. Um, so it, um, it connects and stays connected um, very well. And it is also very easy to carry since it's, and when you hear 16 cells, you think, oh, well, that's kind of strange, but 16 cells is half of a 32 cell line. So when you think of it that way, it's not quite as strange. And you and if you want um, Bookshare formatted um, BRF files to read well, um, they recommend uh, setting your display length to 32 in Bookshare, and that will get you a nice display. But some of the and some of the commands are a little strange, and their editor doesn't have any translation. It's kind of like the Orbit reader. It's whatever you put in is what you put in. Um, you can turn eight dot mode off. Uh, if you want, <clears throat> but um, it's it's an interesting device. Uh, I don't use it quite as much as I, I did since I found a better way to angle the humanware e-reader from MLS. Um, I don't find myself using the Actolino as much as I did, but I also want people to know about it because it has some unique qualities that I've not seen in any other display. Yes, uh, well, thank you, Sean. And I've heard about the Actolino. I did not get it at the time because um, the Brilliant was more economical and did what I some things I really wanted. But that yeah, feature... I got mine in 2017, so yeah. <laughs> there wasn't as nearly yeah. the amount of options then. But that feature about the end of the line, I heard about that a few years ago, and that is such an intriguing feature, um, as you know, um, or you may know. A lot of Braille displays do have the auto, like auto scroll options where you can um, set it to so many milliseconds. I can never get that to work. Me neither. <laughs> That's the problem. I can never get it to work right. It's either too slow or too fast. I can never get that perfect balance. So that sensor thing sounds like it would be a really nice thing. Um, and I'm just curious. I mean, you said you don't use it, but is it because it doesn't really work as advertised or just haven't? with it um the main reason that i don't find myself using it as much anymore is well for one thing it's a little bit difficult to get content onto it because um if it's text content it doesn't need yeah. to be translated send to braille is a great way to do that um from abh um <clears throat> also um, it's just so much easier to get content onto the um, NLS reader, and now that it has um, Bookshare, and it supports the Daisy format, which the Actolino also does not. So, right. um, I just mean I've just found, and also for my my uh, hand strain issues, what I tend to do is I put my knees through the strap of the e-reader, and I kind of put the e-reader kind of on the on its back edge, and put the bottom kind of on my stomach, and I can read for just as long, I think, I feel like just about as long as I could um, with the Actolino. So I've found ways to, to make the e-reader work, but the, they're similar. In, well, the Actolino is slightly, it is a little bit deeper from front to back hmm. and kind of a little thicker than the, um, the NLS e-reader. So I've never anyway. thought of putting a braille a strap for or any kind of braille display case, you know, through your knees. That's interesting. That's what I do because if I want to put it on my lap, I don't want it to uh, to fall. So it 
gives me it feels like I feel like it gives me a little bit more purchase or a little bit more huh. safety on my lap. Oh, I've done that for years. <laughs> Interesting. I always put it around my neck and it's it's a weird thing that happens to me. I know this is gonna sound weird. After I eat, right after I eat, if I put it around my neck, I feel like it presses on my stomach. And and so if if I if you know I can get because I have some reflux issues, which I have medicine that usually helps with, but if I press on my stomach like with something like that and I'm full, you know, just eight, I can get indigestion. It's the kind of weirdest thing, but you know. That is different. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Do we have any other hands? Yes, we do. But if you can give me just a second, um, we're going to have some silence on the stream as I need to switch the computer over to club deck. Um, we have another hand we can take over here in the meantime. Okay, go ahead. Uh, no, this other person's been waiting on stage. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, next, we have Alan Holst on stage. So he's been waiting patiently. I didn't realize I'd brought him up earlier. So it's okay. There are two of us. Um, you may have given me an idea already, but I have a chameleon. <clears throat> and before that, I had um, a couple of other devices. And I've always been frustrated by the auto translation since UEB because I'm one of these people that took notes on a Slate and Stylus in school and use some shorthand. And so I write things and then it changes from the dot input that I put to put something slightly different on the display, it makes me a little crazy. Do you think if I created a file in the chameleon with a dot BRF extension, it would not do that? I don't know. It's hard to say. I, you know, I would think that maybe it wouldn't because, you know, I don't believe the Brilliant does it. So I think they're very similar. Um, but I don't know. And yeah, I mean, when I mentioned Braille displays, I mentioned the ones I've worked with. So I know that there are more options than what I've worked with. But I mentioned the ones I've worked with and know about. So I'm going to try that and I will report back if it does work. Because to me, this is one of the biggest irritations with these modern devices is that, you know, I mean, I, I get it that they want to encourage people to use proper UEB, and I am a, a total believer that we had to go the UEB route. I'm not arguing that at all. But when you write something and then you look at the display and it's different, it makes me a little crazy. So thank you. Yeah, I know that he, the Brilliant now has a BRF editor like that, and it that does not do it. So, Do you have any other thoughts on this issue? Not really, except that that's, I think, why they come up with BRL, Braille editors, BRF editor programs, so that you can write them the way you want, because other people have complained about I, it. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Uh -huh. I would actually be able to answer the question. I think maybe I'm next. I, I don't mean to cut in line, but I wanted to. Go ahead. Or am I next? Oh, you're, you're first in Zoom up here, so yeah. Yeah, okay. go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted, um, so before the BRF editor in the Brilliant, you couldn't actually make a BRF file or you could open BRF files, right. but then it would just be, you know, made into text. So I don't think that will work um, too well okay, unless yeah. the chameleon has a, just uh, 
I mean, it, but then it, I thought it's very much similar to the Brilliant. So yeah, I, I thought be, they came with, out with the same updates and ha- then maybe they had one. So yeah, if they have a BRF editor, then then it should be you should be you good. Might, and you to, might give APH a call and ask ask them directly um, because there are very slight differences between them. You might give yeah. APH a call and yeah. just say, "Hey, can I edit my own BRF file and write in whatever code and shorthand whatever I want?" Yeah, thank you. And I was much. just curious also about the Actolino. I I mean, it sounds like a neat display and. Does it so just for clarification? I mean, I don't <laughs> can't get it or anything, but um, does it have? I think it had something mentioned something about braille music support. And can you actually read? Um, does it have a native reader for Bookshare and, and NLS books and just any sort of uh, text or braille documents? So, for the braille music, um, the, the way that that works is it does have a tone generator in it it's pretty basic but when you because because of those sensors um when you touch the notes it will actually play them um so it does have rudimentary support to actually allow you to hear um the music that you are creating it kind of reminds there it's a kind of a one note um, system, at least as far as I, I'm not very good with braille music. Um, so it's not a feature that I particularly, uh, am, you know, comfortable using. Um, as to your second question, no, it does not have any, when I am saying there is no translation, I mean, there is no translation. Every, all of the menu options show up in computer braille. Uh, and so if you want anything translated from Bookshare, you would need to go to the Bookshare website and you would need to ask Bookshare to create a BRF for you. Keep in mind, you can go into your Bookshare preferences and say, yes or yes or no, I do not, I do or don't want UEB and I want my display links to be, in this case, 32 cells. Bard Mobile actually does support 16 Braille cells in their um in their reflow algorithm in the Bard mobile app, it works fantastically in the Bard mobile app, I will say. Um, and it might also work pretty well in VoiceStream. I've not tried that. Um, it does work as a display. Um, the keyboard I have a little trouble with, but I think they've revamped the keyboard since 2017. Um, there's a hardware rever- revision B that I don't know much about. Um, there was not as significant a trade-in cost as I was hoping there would be if you wanted the new one. So I've stuck with the older one that I have. Okay. Thank does, you. Does that? Okay. Yeah, I had a feeling when he said no translation that you would not be able to, <clears throat> uh, you'd have to go get the books and put them on there. Um, which is the it way It shows the focus up as works. a drive. It shows yeah. up as a drive in Explorer. That's how the focus works too. Yeah. Which is why I didn't stick with it. So, but anyway, that's a story that I've told before and I will not go into again. Who is our next hand in Zoom? Because we, we are behind in Zoom, I think. Uh, Scott Edwards. Scott, hi. Okay, thanks. Hi. Uh, kind of juggling y'all in the uh, Maryland convention. <laughs> anyway, uh, sign up for that. Anyway, um, uh, I was about this thing of, well, 
first of all, I can do, I can do this sort of thing on the mantis where I can go into six key mode entry entry mode. And then if I have my, what used to be called braille profile is now language profile set to, I have a, a profile name called my own code where I can just set it is set to computer braille. So there is no translation so that, that whatever is typed, the dots, the dot patterns come out as I've typed them and there's no, it doesn't try to translate anything so that I can write uh, something in my own shorthand. I can do that with the mantis. So I guess the key here is to, if you can set your device, whatever you have up to set it to no translation or computer braille, whatever you have, whatever your code, you know, whatever set your code or language profile to no translation or computer braille, then you're all set. That way dots will be dots and nothing is, and nothing is translated. It'll come out exactly as you type it. That's a good idea, Scott. Never, you know. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's basically my little tip there. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. So, do we have anybody in Clubhouse at this point, Herbie? Guess not. Okay, Nancy. Who's next? We have one left in Zoom. Lynn Snyder. Hi. Hi, I was just going to echo what, um, you know, what Scott and some others were saying is that the mantis should be able to do this. Um, what, what Alan wanted to do, which is to have free, free range, uh, braille <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, there is the braille editor. No, the, and there's also like, um, Scott was saying the language, um, profiles. So definitely, yeah, I, I think that the mantis should be able to do. <laughs> Um, what Alan wanted. Keep in mind, he had the he chameleon. He has a chameleon. <laughs> oh. And I thought that they were pretty similar, but yeah, I don't really know. But anyway, the, I guess my one vexing, I figured out so many things. Like, I'm so much better now with the Mantis. Um, if anybody was listening to my presentation on chat GPT for, um, for bits, it was a, it was a complete state of wreckage because I didn't know <laughs> a lot of the iOS commands um, that I needed to know. I mean, if you're using the terminal, in, in, you know, the Mantis in terminal, it really does help a lot to know those keyboard commands for iOS because it will help you, you know, get around and navigate. I guess you could use the Braille cords, which I don't know. Um, but anyway, my one vexing problem is getting my mantis to somehow be able to read NLS Braille books. I just cannot. I have, I have just racked my brain. Like, how are people doing it? Um, when I went on the web, when I went on the NLS website, um, because it wouldn't, I couldn't get it to read when I used the um, the NLS app on the phone. Um, I guess the translation table is different or something, but I only saw one translation table, so I didn't, but anyway, it just came out gibberish. Um, and then when I went on the NLS website, I don't see any download links for Braille. 
like when I was looking in the um, catalog um, and I put stuff on my wish list and I still couldn't get it to download and that was on my Mac. So how do you guys do that with a Mac? I mean, if I could download the, the book and put it on a card on my Mac and then bring it over to the Mantis, um, I could I could do it that way, but I just, it's something that's just driving me nuts because I, I can't, NLS books are, you know. I think um, if you go into your Bard mobile, I mean, if you're going to your Bard account on the website, mm -hmm. And you go into account, there is a way to set what kind of books you want to show up in your search results. So you can set it to where it's just audiobooks or just braille books or mm -hmm. audiobook and braille books. Well, here's, so you might have to change that in your NLS account. Here's the yeah, other I thing. Mean, Doesn't the uh, Mantis have, because it's similar to the Brilliant on this, doesn't it have an online services section where you can configure your BART account and just go download them directly in that no, area? It does not. It doesn't have BART support. It has Newsline and it has um, Bookshare, but it doesn't have BART support. It doesn't support. have BART? No. It has no BART support. I don't know why, but it doesn't. And it's just ridiculous. I mean, but I just if don't. Cut in for just a minute. Yes, go sure. ahead, Scott. Absolutely. It is, you know, it does not have direct download from BART support at this point. Mm -mm. At this time, I'm, why I'm not sure why they didn't add that in, but include that, but maybe they will. But I have successfully downloaded, now I have, I have a PC, but I've successfully mm -hmm. downloaded Braille books. And they come down as zip files, as, mm -hmm. as you know, yep. if you've downloaded any books at all from Bard, they come down as zip files. You have to unzip it and then take that unzipped folder and bring it over to the mantis. Mm -hmm. So either but you could put it on the card, right? You just put it on yeah. your. Oh, yeah, sure. but the, and the thing is, it has no. The books seem to have no or download put, links on the Mac. Oh, that's, now that that I couldn't tell you if it's some Safari thing. Yeah, because I don't have a PC. I just have a Mac and an iPhone. Uh, well, this is Chanel. I was going to ask yeah, for your input, know, Chanel. You would know, so you know, <laughs> yeah, and Lynn, you're going to be taking my Mac class. So I cannot wait. I am so excited. You'll learn how, I mean, well, Herbie's actually doing the Safari lesson, but so mm -hmm. you're saying you can't find a link to download Braille volumes. I was kind of only half paying attention, right. correct? That's right. Yep. Okay. Well, let me, like, what book were you trying to find? And I'll see if I can uh, go find the download links. Um, there's one on candle making, candle making for the first time, I think it's called. Okay. Well, and let I'm, me go look at that real quick. I do have to get off to something else in a minute, but let me go look mm -hmm. and I'll see what I can, I can find it. And okay, I am great. still here, but we have that. not had you any guys, raised hands. Do you have to use like so. Bard Express or Bard to go or? No, I just, no. what I'm planning on doing is going to, to nlsbard.loc.gov. Mm -hmm. And then putting in my username and then um, doing a search and right. what I, and it should be that each volume or the book as a whole is like a link. That's what I'm mm -hmm. expecting. Mm -hmm. That's what it's always, even on windows, it's that way. Cause I use both. Yeah. So Awesome. Um, I would appreciate that. Cause I get yeah, it. I get the description and I get the thing to put it on my wish list. But then when I go 
I don't, I don't get a direct download link. And when I go to my wish list, it won't let me download it there either. Like it doesn't, it, it doesn't. Um, and I have done audiobooks, but I don't know. It's just strange. I mean, and I honestly, uh, Deborah Armstrong did a presentation on reading Braille books in Bard Mobile a few months ago, mm -hmm. but I haven't played with it since then, but I have always had a little bit of trouble getting it to work the way I want. It's just, mm -hmm. now you do have to turn off your translation. You have to press like, oh my, I don't know how you would do it with a keyboard. Yeah, I, I, I could figure that out. I think I tried that though. But you have to turn didn't... off your translation and... I wonder if that's like on the iOS side or if that's yeah, on, on the, the iOS side. side. Okay. Yeah, it's on the iOS side. Oh, but I didn't I, know that I tried that. Yeah, you have to turn that off. Yeah, I think off. I did mess with that, but I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. And I am I still know, here, guys, but we've not had any raised hands on the clubhouse side, so. Okay, okay. All right, mm -hmm. so I have mm -hmm. gone to Bard, and it gives the candle making for the first time, then the mm -hmm. author, and I don't actually click on that link. I was doing a little investigation and pressing via right arrow, Mm -hmm. And it said there is a download link. Um, so if I go to that download link. Okay. Oh, and it brought up something for me to save the file. So you don't okay. actually need to go into the record. You just look for the link to the right of it. Um, yeah. And then yeah. via space on it. So. Okay. I'll try again. And then. Yeah, you, but don't actually open the, the title that's a link. Wait until yeah. you can, you know, find the link that says download. Okay, awesome. And if I can just mention yep. real quick, that is also the way you would do it if you were browsing on the PC side. So um, it's been a while, but I do that's, remember that. Well, I just forget. I forget. Yeah. Because I don't, da I'm, I'm so spoiled with the, the, are brilliant that you can just download stuff on there directly. So I'm spoiled with the yeah, I regular so. site. And even if from audiobooks you do the same thing, you don't actually use the link that yeah, says the I, title, you go to download. Mm -hmm. hmm, so. I don't know. I just couldn't find, I couldn't find the, the download link for the Braille things. I mean, I could for the audio. So maybe Weird. there is a setting that I need to an, enable because I downloaded that book onto my phone with the barred phone app but when i try to do it through the web okay so and you don't actually see a link that says download correct no i don't see it because sometimes what you may see it but then safari by default is set to download to download things to downloads i have mine set to ask me where i want it but okay. otherwise if it's just set to go to downloads it won't even ask you you know it'll just go yeah there. Um, mm -hmm. I did look so, in downloads. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. You guys have given me some stuff to, to go on. So I am going to try some stuff to stop. And it's just annoying me that I can't figure it out. That's more annoying than not be able to get the books. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I had one of those things at work yesterday. So <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Thank you so much. I You're really welcome. That. Do we mm -hmm. have any more hands in Zoom? We do. Uh, Sean? Hi, Sean. Hi. Um, just wanted to speak a little bit to um, the way that Braille um, needs to be handled to read in um, the Bard mobile application. Um, you need to make sure that the output 
is set to 8.braille, which is what iOS calls computer braille, the input must also be set to 8. computer braille because the single letter commands for working with the BART app will not work unless that is done. Now, on a display with chords, G chord will take you between 6.8. and computer braille or 6.8 and contracted, and the input is dots 236 chord. Now, if you have a display that does not have chords, one option that you may may want to take advantage of is you may want to create an activity that is set so that when Bard Mobile is open, those translation options are both set to eight dot, and then when you go out of Bard Mobile, then your display will go back to whatever format in which you previously had it. For me, it's quick enough just to press those keys and do it, and then come out and press them again. But I don't know what the Mantis equivalents to those are, um, because the Mantis is kind of interesting in that it emulates both a keyboard and a Braille display at the same time. So uh, I and I'm and I'm not familiar with that display. My hands can't read a forty cell display, so I don't uh, have one. And it also doesn't have Dvorak support. So for me, those are two non-starters with that particular display. But that should help you. And the help section in the Bard mobile app is very, very clear on how to set those iOS options. So if you need a review, um, the section, I believe it's section eight on Braille is very comprehensive. Okay, well, thank you. Thanks, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks. We do have another hand here. All right, Desi, hi. Hi, everybody. I always feel so bad because I have a conflict that makes me always come into this call late if I can get here at all. So I'm sad that I've missed some things that you guys, um, I'm certain, talked about. But for those of you who have the Mantis, I also have one. And um, for some reason, I was never able to update it the last time uh, through Wi-Fi. And I wondered if anybody else had had trouble doing that because it would it would act like it was updating but then eventually it would say um update failed and <clears throat> i'm not really sure what to do about that um you know other than trying to get it on by some other you know this portable scott device. hey scott yeah go ahead scott uh, i was hoping all right yeah uh, yeah, uh, what I did in that case, I think I had the same trouble too. And what I did in that case, I just went to the um, APH website and found somewhere. You have to kind of look. I can't remember exactly where I found it, but there, there is there. It, it looked like there was an update download option from there, and just saved it to the thumb drive, and then put the thumb drive in my in the Mantis, and it saw it that way. And, I have a brand new thumb drive that I've never used, and I'm wondering, does it have to be formatted in a certain way? It shouldn't. I, I've never okay. had to format a thumb okay. drive. Okay, excellent. Most of the same. Yeah, most thumb updates drives. are failing, though. APH needs to know that. 
if they're not yeah. working over Wi-Fi, <laughs> they need to know that so they well, can now figure that I out know, why. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> that I know that somebody else had the same problem, I will definitely call them yeah. and let them know that I know of at least one other person who had the same yeah. problem. But yeah, because you're right. I mean, it was, you know, it was very disappointing because it took a while and I thought, okay, you know, it, it would say updating, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it said update failed. And I tried it probably five or six different times over maybe four or five days. And I finally just thought, okay. And then I, then I gave up on it and I've had uh, so many other things going on in my life that I haven't gone back to it, but I, I want to, and I need to I get it updated. So, yeah. Yeah, I will. I just wanted to say, Thank you. <laughs> I just wanted to say that most thumb drives that I've seen these days are pre-formatted to um, yeah. whatever standards are for today. I, you know, I forget. 32 or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. So most of them are pre-formatted, and you don't actually have to format them to use them anymore. I know you kind of used to have to do that, but I haven't had to do that in a long time. Now, I did... Uh, format a thumb, um, a, an external hard drive because it was formatted to... Um, FAT32, I think, or NTFS, one of the two. And I wanted to use it on my Mac, so I formatted it to, um, I can't remember what the Mac usually uses, but I wanted it just for my Mac, so I formatted it to that one. Uh, mm -hmm. And I can't remember what it is. Herbie and Chanel, one of you might know what it is, but I want to say XFAT, but I don't think that's it. Maybe it is. So. Well, thanks. That's really helpful. I, yeah. I think I will be brave enough to try it now again. <laughs> Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Scott, and everybody who chimed uh -huh. in. Any other hands? Not at this time. Not in Zoom. Okay. Any other hands in Clubhouse, Herbie? Not at the moment. Okay. Do you remember what that formatting is called that you format a thumb drive uh, to for the Mac? I. Want to say it's FAT, but uh, I've never had to format a drive for the Mac myself. Even an older hard drive that I got from 2017 still uh, works on it. That for my uh, 2019 Mac, so I've never had to reformat a drive to a particular mode. So ah, I didn't have to. I just chose to. But I yeah. Okay, well, let's see. Uh, now you have a hand. All right, who do we have? Tim. Tim, hi. Hey, how you doing? Listen, I was wondering, I'm a PC user. I've got a Focus Blue 40 and, a, and an 80, and I was wondering, if I go to Mac, I'm con contemplating going to Mac. Will the Focus work on a Mac? It or... will. Okay, it will. I don't it know why will, I was thinking but... it would be limited to JAWS. No, it's not. It's not. It will work just fine. It will work on an iOS device. It will work on a Mac. But I will caution you. I, I give you a caveat. Um, and Lynn um, or Chanel, if if you have anything more to say, although I doubt Chanel does because we've talked about this before, um, I find that the Mac voiceover support isn't the greatest. I find that Braille can be very clunky to use on a Mac. And half the time, what I think a keystroke is supposed to do or a command, it doesn't seem to do what I think it should. And I don't know if it's because they're misrepresenting what it's supposed to do and I'm not understanding it clearly as to what it's supposed to do or if it's just not working the way it should. Uh, so, I, I mean, it works. 
definitely works and unfortunately very well. he's gone now but alan holst would be a great person to talk to about that because he's been doing a lot of experimenting with the uh, re-key mapping and things like that with the braille displays so oh man do you have any information about what he's done or what what from um he's working on a project to get people more informed oh well, that's if it's anything like ios you should be able to I know with iOS, you can make an incredible amount of configuration oh, changes you, you can, no matter actually. what display you have. You can so do that. I don't that. know if the Mac is the same way. Yes, you can you actually might have do to create, that. You might have to create a key map that you like. That's kind of what I've uh, had to do on the displays that, that I have. Is I've, I've kind of had to. Um, for example, I don't like the dots three six cord to activate an item. So what I tend to do is change it to dot six eight cord. So dot six and the um, what you think of as the enter along yeah. with the spacebar. Mm. Um, and so you know you can. There's tons of configurability in there. So if you haven't gone looking, and you can always reset it back to the defaults too. If you make a huge mess of it, there is a reset braille display key assignments. Yeah, in iOS, so, there is in Mac um, too. The only, yeah, the only problem with that, and it's not really a problem. Problem, it's just for me, it is. It's very time consuming, and and you have to have a lot of patience. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, this is taking up, too much though. time. I wanna, I don't want to take all this time to reassign all these keys. To just but you can back them up, though. You can back up your voiceover preferences on your Mac, which is something you absolutely cannot do on the iPhone. So yeah. once you get it the way you want it, then you could back them up to a file or a flash drive or whatever, and then you won't. You you will if you need to restore again. You won't have to redo them all. No, that's true. It's just the initial outlay of time to do it. Oh yeah, I get you. I get yeah. You. Okay. Anybody? Any other? Any other hands? Uh, uh, Nancy. Not at this time. Hi, this is Lynn. Can I just say that um, you know on the Mantis, of course, I don't use the six key entry. entry. That's true. Um, I, I use the keyboard entry, and um, if you want to really take the time again to learn. The iOS key commands, um, it will help you tremendously if you're using the Mantis. Because you can then just use the regular um, but I did So you mean learn the you mean learn the, the Bluetooth keyboard commands? Yes. Yeah. But of course that I don't know that that if you didn't have the Mantis is special in the sense that it, it's a keyboard. Yeah, it's, it's a, a QWERTY, QWERTY keyboard. keyboard. Well I think yeah, and I think most of us uh, do use the QWERTY mode most of the time on the mantis. Yes. Instances where you know, um, I'll, I'll, before well, everybody I'll, speaks I'll, up, I'll I do need up. to mention we do have a raised hand on Clubhouse. So Okay. I just I just wanted to interject. Yeah, it's, sure. you know, most of us on most of us may if have, I had a mantis I would use the forty most mode. of the time. Yeah. Now if I whenever I want to use my six key that's the only time i do it is when i have it set for you know my language profile my own code and when i'm going to use my own shorthand i go into my editor then i i go into the editor then i press f12 to to in to invoke the uh, braille keyboard mode 
Then I'm then when I'm done in the Braille keyboard mode, then I hit F12 again to bring it back to standard. What do you call standard keyboard? Mm-hmm. And uh, then so I, is this on a PC? Yeah, I exit. No, it's on the Mantis. The Mantis. The Mantis editor that's built into the Mantis. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. What's the Mantis again? Oh. It's a Braille display with a QWERTY oh, okay. typewriter style keyboard. Okay, so who do we have in Clubhouse? Will. Okay, hi, Will. Um, The reason why I was asking is I've heard of people using the Braille screen input on like iOS or iPadOS, but I I don't use it just because to me it throws me off just because if I'm going to do something in Braille, I expect to touch actual physical keys. Okay. So it's interesting. So have, have many of you done that where you've used it, where you've actually put your hands in the formation of the Braille letters? And it I have done it. And uh, Herbie, is, Herbie is an expert on Braille screen input. And he, we, we did a presentation, uh, one of the first calls we did that should be available, well, maybe, maybe not, um, on Braille screen input. I don't know if that's available. I don't know if they had you were able to choose podcasting at that time or not. But uh, I don't remember, though I do have it archived somewhere, so I can always maybe I'll upload it to my uh, Mac demos list on YouTube and give you the link that you can send to people. So, hmm. yeah, Neat. yeah, so yeah, because we, we know you probably don't want to repeat I yourself. It, <laughs> I use it a lot as well. Um, and I use the tabletop mode, which I seem to be in the minority on that. Actually, but, uh, so am um, I in the minority. I do that same thing. <laughs> cool. Most people I know use that screen away mode. It took a couple of months of practice to get really, really good at it. So um, it's something if you if you want to try it, you do want to kind of commit it. You know, give it some commitment, and and one easy way to do that is to move Braille screen and put to the top of the rotor so that when you're in an edit box, you, you rotor once to the right and boom, your Braille is in and you just you just go and you turn the rotor when you're finished. Um, oh, okay. Thank you, it is so. to the hour. Okay, thank you, Nancy. I appreciate that. Okay, John, so thank you. So does that answer your question? Yes. Okay, good. All right. Who you said we have a hand in Zoom? We do. Mona. Hi, Mona. Mona, Mona, you're unmuted. We don't hear you. So if you're speaking, might want to check your headset. Make sure it doesn't have a unmute button on your microphone. Can you hear me? Yes, we now can now we hear, hear you. Yes. Okay, now we got good. Okay, I'm I'm just really ignorant, and I'm looking to get something that I can take notes in Braille, and get them into a file and go back and find them and read them later. Um, also, I'd like to be able to read um, something from like on a on a website, and take notes on that. Where should I even start to look? Hmm. So you want it to connect to a computer so you can go to a website or 
Uh, yeah, uh, on on the computer, uh, basically, I'm looking to do Bible research, and if I go to some of the research um, things, if I could write down notes and then use them later in a class, does that is is there anything that I can take notes on and store the notes? Well, there's a lot. I mean, you could get a focus, and that could connect you to your PC, and you can go to to a scratch pad to take notes. Um, I mean, even I think even the orbit will take notes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's most of the Braille displays. I think, except maybe the the e-readers don't let you from NLS, but most of the other ones these days have a way to take notes. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Anybody else? Not in Zoom. Anybody in Clubhouse, Herbie? Nope. Now Sean just put his hand up again. <laughs> okay, Sean, go ahead. Um, what I would say is that um, while the e-reader itself um, cannot take notes, it can be used to take notes in any uh, whatever your preferred note-taking app um, might might be. Um, well, that, that I is a good like point. I draft, about that. Um, but you can also you can also take notes in the regular uh, in the regular notes app. Um, you can choose in the um, iOS settings whether you want US Braille, um, if you would prefer that. Um, and the nice thing is too, if your display for some reason stops working or you need to send it in for repair, um, those notes are going to be available in text in whatever app in which you created them. So you you have a, um, a backup and uh, one skill that can be helpful to um, to learn for some people if they're not particularly fast braille readers is to listen to what they hear with synthetic speech and um, parrot it back. And uh, I do that sometimes when my braille display just isn't working or when I don't have it available. So you're not just because your braille display um, stops working, if you have taken notes in iOS or even on a computer in Notepad or Word, um, you'll still have them, even if the display itself is out of commission for whatever reason. Hmm, yeah, that is definitely a good point, and I forgot about that, but it is definitely a good point. So thank you. Okay, so we are about to be um, finished, and I want to give Dorlin a chance to give her stuff. But before mm -hmm. I do that, do we have anybody else? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. All right. So even if we may end a few a, a minute or two early, but I'm going to go ahead and Dorlin, if you're um, there, you can give us the rundown of all the Braille events coming up. Or is she not here today? No, she's here. I just want to make sure she's still here. I wonder if she got if she got kicked off because she's not here now, but she was earlier. Oh man. Well, I do know that 
she has her Braille rooms um, every Sunday night and Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern here on the community. And they have the Braille. There she is. Oh, there she is. Okay. She came back. Yep. Go ahead. We're going to let Dorlin do her thing because she's much better at it than I am. So. Oh, was that me? That's you. All right. It's Sorry, all up guys. to you. Here we go. So uh, tonight at our Weekend Braille Together call at 6 p.m. Eastern time, we are going to be discussing the U.S. Declaration of Independence and the Constitution that's available for free from NBP. If you don't have it, you can actually download it today, nbp.org. Then let's see, Sunday and Tuesday, every Sunday and Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time, we have our Braille rooms where we break out and help people learn the code. This coming Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, there is the Braillist Braille Bar. That you do need to, uh, you can't get through the community calls list, and you go to, over to braillist.org slash events to hop in. But you can ask any Braille-related question there on Tuesday. Then this coming Wednesday, March the 1st, we've got our uh, the Dots of March call, where we're going to whip out our Braille calendars and go through the month. Uh, the month, see what holidays there are, and then uh, get on into uh, decoding the, the dots for the newer folks. Thursday, I Love Braille at noon Eastern. There's going to be a presentation on uh, the importance of Braille in uh, digital uh, accessibility. Then at 9 p.m. Eastern, there is the grade three Braille call. And then uh, next Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern, we'll be talking about Braille and Bard. Then the following Saturday, we'll be back doing Luck of the Irish games and a little Braille shamrock. And that'll be right after the Doing Braille Digitally call with Nikki at 1 p.m. Eastern on March 11th. Thanks, Nikki. Back okay. To you. Thank you, Dorlin. And wow, Braille and Bard. That sounds like a really good topic. And we were talking about that a little bit earlier today here. And some of us were having some issues with that. So definitely make a note of that for next week and want and go to that call so you can um, you can learn more about it and get your questions answered. So there you go. And with that, I'm going to say um Thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Nancy, for hosting. Thank you, Herbie, for stepping in to moderate as well as to stream. Thank you all for participating. And thank you, Chanel, for always being there to answer questions and help us out. Um, she's not official, but she she's always here, and we appreciate it. So, uh, and thank you, Dorlin, for giving us the Braille Rundown. And, and with that, everyone, have a great week and a great weekend, and we'll see you in two weeks.